This is Professional Life Crisis. I'm your host, Amanda. And by now, I'm a damn near professional at having a life crisis. This podcast is here to help you get through those messy, uncertain times riddled with ramen noodles and self-doubt. If you're an ambitious, curious young professional trying to pave your way in the world, it's not as scary as I once thought it was, but I really wish I'd had someone to tell me that. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Professional Life Crisis. Today's topic is something that's always made me feel very vain, if I'm being honest, and I don't usually talk about it with anyone but my best friend. It's something that I've personally been really victim to, and that is the question, why am I so hung up on my value as a person in direct correlation to my salary? I want to talk about this topic because not only did I want to research and learn more about it myself, but I feel like also some of you overachievers out there must be having similar thoughts. And I want to help myself and you detach our self-image from our jobs and place less value on ourselves as people depending on how much money we make. I think I had a pretty set belief system about this before working in the startup world and well before getting laid off. The more money you make, the more opportunities you have to have nice things, live a comfortable life, and not spend time worrying about whether you can afford to take another YOLO trip this year. So to me, more money always equaled good. And there's legitimately important reasons that you need to know how much money that you make and evidence that more equals better. It helps you make purchasing decisions, get approved for big purchases like a mortgage or a car, continue to fund your current living habits, and save a certain amount for retirement. But it also kind of felt like shackles to me sometimes that the amount of money I made was determined by what someone else was willing to pay me. And it felt more like a label. I noticed that my salary number started to take over my thoughts, like it was being plastered on a billboard in my brain. I would see the visual of it, and I would hear myself saying the number in my head. I would think about it far too often than I think anyone should. And I do still think that money is important, and I like having more of it rather than less, but it shouldn't directly equate to the feelings of worthiness that I have about myself, and I don't think that it should contribute to the feelings of worthiness that you have about yourself. Now that I got laid off and my salary billboard was essentially bulldozed in one seven-minute conversation, I think I'm moving towards a bit of a different view. And not to say that I'm 100% there yet, but I'm doing freelance marketing consulting now for a few startups, so I genuinely don't know what my 2024 quote-unquote salary will be. For now, I know that I make enough to pay my mortgage and to continue to live a similar lifestyle. So that all seems positive. And honestly, it's a little freeing. Getting laid off makes you realize that your salary is not a guarantee. It's only for as long as you work at that company. And sometimes that's determined by you. But unfortunately, sometimes it's determined by them. On this little journey of self-discovery that I went on, I decided that I wanted to know more about the psychology of why I felt so tied to my salary. So I did a bit of research, and I'm talking, we went all the way back to JSTOR, baby. Remember using that site for research in high school? LOL. There's a lot of great research that I included in this episode, so I'm going to link the references in the show notes. 
let's get into what I found. Starting off, I thought it was important to dive into the different elements of self-worth and whether any of that is inherently tied to your salary or your contributions to your job. So here's the research. Self-worth refers to the inherent value and respect that you hold for yourself as a person. It's an internal measure of your own significance, dignity, and deserving of positive treatment and experiences. Isn't that shitty? Self-worth is often linked to your sense of identity, confidence, and belief in your own capabilities. Key aspects of self-worth include six things. Let's go down the list. Number one, inherent value. Self-worth is not contingent on external achievements, appearances, or others' opinions. It's a recognition of your intrinsic value as a human being. Number two, self-respect. People with a healthy dose of self-worth tend to treat themselves with kindness and respect. They prioritize their well-being and they set boundaries in relationships and activities. Number three, confidence. A positive sense of self-worth is often associated with confidence and a belief in your abilities. It involves trusting yourself to navigate challenges and pursue your goals. Number four, acceptance. Embracing your strengths and weaknesses without harsh self-judgment. It involves acknowledging imperfections and understanding that they do not diminish your overall value. Number five, independence. People with a strong sense of self-worth are less likely to seek validation solely from external sources. While external affirmation can be valuable, it's not the sole determinant of their self-esteem. And lastly, number six, resilience. Individuals with a healthy self-worth are generally more resilient in the face of setbacks. They can bounce back from failures and they view challenges as opportunities for growth rather than reflections of their worth. Now that we've gone through the whole list, you'll notice accomplishments are nowhere on this list. Literally, it's called out as not being on the list. Yet, I know so many people, including myself, who value themselves much to do with how much money they make, which is a proxy for your accomplishments in this world. And why is that? So I dug a little deeper to find out where this deep-rooted connection between money and self-worth came from. And I'm going to try to make sense of this list as we go through it together. Here we go. Money is a symbol of status in Western cultures. So it makes sense that an increase in salary might lead someone to feel a greater sense of self-worth. In a study conducted by APA, throwing it back again for our high school research days, with data from 162 countries, researchers found consistent evidence that higher income predicts whether people feel more positive self-regard emotions, which include confidence, pride, and determination. Lower income folks had the opposite effect and predicted more negative self-regard emotions such as sadness, fear, and shame. But unlike self-regard emotions, the studies didn't find a consistent link between income level and how people feel about others, just ourselves. So if other people aren't judging us based off of how much money we make, why are we doing it to ourselves? Sit on that for a sec. 
This quote I thought was a great one from an article that I read by the NIH. For many, income feels like a measure of self-worth. If you have a lot, you may feel like you have a higher status. Or if you idolize the starving artist trope, you may believe that a lack of disposable income somehow proves that you're more creative and more able to stay true to your own craft. You're no sellout. Either way, your earnings and identity are intertwined. And indeed, the link between salary and feeling successful may be hardwired within you. A series of imaging studies from 2008 show that money and social values are processed in the same part of our brain. Okay, wow. Now, I'm not going to claim that all artists are starving as a choice. That would be incredibly naive and privileged thing to say. But our perspective and our internal monologue about money has a really big effect on how we value it. And I never really thought about how in some careers, mainly the artistic ones, people may see having or making good money as a sign that you're almost like an outsider. You can't possibly understand us if you're out there making a great living off of what's supposed to be our hard-won, deeply personal life's work, right? Amanda Clayman, a well-regarded financial coach, and I mean, not saying she's credible because her name's Amanda, but also not not saying that, said something that I really loved on her website. If you're constantly comparing yourself to others, your identity is never truly stable. I know you can't see me right now, but I'm doing the mind blown emoji on my face right now. Like, oh shit. So now that I don't know how much money I'm going to make in the new year, I also don't know how to value myself. I mean, talk about spiraling. (laughs) We are going down the rabbit hole. Here's another great quote. Not only is our income framing the way we think about our status, but the stuff we buy is linked to our sense of identity. Centuries later, this behavior persists, which is why trading up to nicer clothes, nicer apartments, and nicer vacations seems so seductive. When we make purchasing decisions, are you ready? We're often making decisions about who we are as people, and you better believe that advertisers are well aware of this. Yes, 100%. Keeping up with the trends that we see on Instagram and TikTok, whether it's new Abercrombie workout clothes or the super aesthetic shit we see for our homes, it's all playing towards our identity. And you know what? That puts some of it on them. I feel impulses to buy things, but they are preying on the fact that their products make me envision myself in a different lifestyle, taking on a completely different identity of who I am. And honestly, they are taking advantage of that mindset. They 100% are. Back at Carnegie Mellon, when I was studying decision science, there's a study that we all learned about in school that says you'll be happier being the person on the shitty block with a big house rather than being the person on a gorgeous block with a shitty house. It's all about this sense of comparison to the people around you and that If you're constantly seeing people with more, with better, with fancier things, you're going to feel less and less good about yourself and the things that you have. The last research topic that I want to dive into is about friendships. This quote says, those whose income ranked higher than others of the same age, gender, or religion were more likely to report feeling happy, excited, or smiling the previous day. So, 
does that mean we should be hanging out with people who make less money than us? I mean, I'm not saying that you should go out and find a bunch of poor friends. That's ridiculous. And don't trade your great friends just because of how much money they do or they don't make. But honestly, keep this in mind. If you notice that you've been hanging around with a bunch of rich people trying to play that game of keeping up with the Kardashians, you know, like they're always wanting to go out for expensive dinners and rounds of drinks and you're feeling like you're drowning just to keep up with them. And I mean, if after hanging out with them, you often go home feeling worse about yourself than when you started, maybe you should pay attention to how different people and different experiences make you feel, both in the moment and after the fact. So after going through all the research, I was thinking to myself, what can we do about this? These are some of the things that I brainstormed based on what I learned and also what I know to be true about myself. The first thing, I think we should be intentional about who we're hanging out with and how we feel after hanging out with them. If they make you feel inadequate, get the fuck out of there. You know, you can have friends that make you feel good about yourself. And I think it's important to focus on finding the people who do. The second thing, which I think is way easier said than done, but we need to redefine our values based on traits instead of things, right? Like, I need to value myself based on my warmth, my inclusivity, my sense of humor, rather than the fact that I drive a Mercedes and bought a house. It's just not the most important or interesting things about me, and it's not the things that I should focus on when I reflect about my self-worth. The third thing, I think how you grew up shapes your view of money. Now, I'm not a therapist, but there's definitely some theories about how the internal narrative that we carry about money is largely because of our parents, and that the type of lifestyle that we lived and the way that our parents talked about money really affected how we internalized money growing up. So I don't know, maybe there's some great therapy exercises that you can do to get to the root of that. Like I said, I'm not claiming to be a therapist, but I know there's something there. Number four, I think we have to reshape this thought about how money has some like inherent sense of value. Money is not good and money is not evil. It's a tool. And it provides for certain things. But at the end of the day, it's just tokens. And we get to redeem those tokens for stuff. And if we don't focus so much of our lives on stuff, do we need so many tokens? So that's where I got between my research and my own learnings about myself. But I'm so curious what you think about this topic. And I would love for you to send me a message on Instagram at Professional Life Crisis. And let me know if you relate to any of these thoughts that I just very vulnerably expressed about myself and my salary and my self-worth. I feel like the first step in breaking these stigmas is to talk about them and to relate to other people and understand that we all have a different experience when it comes to money and self-worth and self-value. So please, I hope you'll reach out. I would love to chat about this more. I'm just so interested, and I'm sure this will not be the only episode that I do on the topic. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of your day with me and going into a little bit of a vulnerable territory. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave it a five-star review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And like I said, shoot me a message. I'm super curious to talk more about this topic. I can't wait to see you all in the next episode. Cheers. Cheers.